your credit utilization rate is just basically how much you owe versus how much you have available. And the goal is to keep it under 30%. And this total amount you owe on your debt accounts for 30% of your credit score. So the less you owe on the credit that you have, the higher your score is going to be. And why is it? It's because you appear as less of a risk. Hey, this is Allison, and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast, where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. Today, we're talking all about your credit score, exactly how is it calculated, and real ways that you can work on raising your credit score in a legit way, aka no scams allowed. Really quickly, going back to when I graduated college in 2009, I got out of college and my mom told me that I needed to get a credit card. Thankfully, I had avoided credit cards in college, which is super great because I love to spend money and I could totally see myself racking up a ton of credit card debt. Well, I had avoided credit cards in college and then my mom tells me, Allison, it's time to get a credit card. I applied for so many cards. I remember I applied for a Southwest credit card. I applied for a credit card at the credit union I was using, and I got rejected for probably a couple of reasons. Number one, I had a lot of student loan debt. Number two, I had just landed my first teaching job and I wasn't making a lot of money. And then number three, it was right after everything hit in 2008. So the economy really wasn't in a great place. And so I continued to get rejected for credit cards. The only credit card I ended up getting was an express credit card for the store in the mall, an express credit card. And I had a $300 limit. And my mom told me, okay, Allison, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to express once a month and you're going to buy one item and you're going to then pay off the card in full every single month. And that's going to help you build up your credit. She also told me I needed to pay my loans on time whenever they came out of deferment. And that was my introduction to what a credit score is and how to build it up. Let's be honest here. Your credit score matters. No matter what someone tells you about your credit score, it matters in your life. Here's why. It helps lenders know whether or not you're going to be a good candidate for a loan. So it impacts a lot about your life and your money and the decisions that you're going to make. It matters when you want to one day buy a home or maybe you want to refinance your home. I know that my husband and I refinanced our home last year and our credit scores played a really big part in us refinancing from a 30-year mortgage to a 15-year mortgage and getting a low interest rate. It matters if you ever want to buy a car and take out a car loan. Yes. Is it a wonderful thing to be able to pay for a car in cash? Absolutely. That would be a great goal. But what if you can't afford it? What if you are going to buy a, let's just say $20,000 car and you put down $10,000 in cash. That's still really wonderful, but ultimately you're going to end up with a loan. So if you're going to buy a car and finance it, having a higher credit score matters because it can get you a lower interest rate. It also matters whenever you're applying to credit cards, any house loans, personal loans, anything that you want to do for that. It's going to impact the interest rates that you get on these loans. And if you're a renter, your landlord might even look at your credit score to determine whether or not they want you as a renter. Because 
because ultimately your credit score is a three digit number that communicates a person's credit worthiness. So the higher your credit score, the better you appear to a lender or a landlord or a credit card company. And the lower your score, the riskier you appear. So credit score ranges between 300 to 850 points. Let's talk really quickly. An excellent score is going to be 800 to 850. A very good score is 740 to 799. A good score is 670 to 739. Fair is 580 to 669. And poor is 300 to 579. Now, when it comes to understanding ways to impact and positively impact your credit score, we need to understand how your credit score is actually calculated. Because if we understand how your credit score is actually calculated, we can look at what has the biggest part in calculating your credit score and how can you impact that on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis to help improve your credit score. So before we dive into the six tips that I'm going to be giving you to raise your credit score in a legit way, I want you to understand how it's calculated. So it's calculated based on five main factors. We have your payment history, total amount owed, length of credit history, new credit, and types of credit. And those are going in order from what has the greatest impact to the least impact. 35% of your credit score is calculated from your payment history. This all comes down to, do you pay your bills on time? From your debt payments, to your mortgage, to your utility bills, are you paying your bills on time? When you're missing any of those bill payments, when you're not making those payments on time, it's going to impact your credit score because it's telling lenders, hey, this person might not pay you on time. And lenders don't necessarily want to lend money or they give higher interest rates to people who don't pay their bills on time because it's a risk to the lender. So already 35% of your credit score is factored by your payment history. The next 30% of your credit score is the total amount you owe. This comes down to how much credit you're offered and how much of you you're actually using, which is what we like to call your credit utilization rate. So basically how much you owe versus how much you have available. So for example, let's say that you have one credit card and has a limit of $10,000 on it. So you can borrow $10,000 on that credit card and you owe, you go, you go out somewhere and you buy a $2,000 sofa. So you put $2,000 on the credit card. You now have a credit utilization rate of 20%. 2,000 divided by 10,000 times 100 gives you 20%. That credit utilization rate, the goal, what I would love to see in the goal that I have myself is to keep my credit utilization rate under 30%, which basically means, hey, you have access to all of this credit that you can use, but you're not using it. In fact, you're using only less than 30% of it. Now, if you have more than one credit card, then it's going to take the average of all of those cards. So if you have a $10,000 credit card that's maxed out and then one that has nothing on it, let's say you have another $10,000 credit card that has nothing on it, your credit utilization rate is actually going to be 50% because total you have $20,000 worth of credit limit and you're using 10,000 of it. So your credit utilization rate is just basically 
how much you owe versus how much you have available. And the goal is to keep it under 30%. And this total amount you owe on your debt accounts for 30% of your credit score. So the less you owe on the credit that you have, the higher your score is going to be. And why is it? it's because you appear as less of a risk. The third factor that helps determine your credit score is actually the length of your credit history. And this comes down to 15% of your credit score. This is basically just the average amount of time that you've had credit. So the longer your credit history, the less risky you appear. So if you have five credit cards or if you have five debts and the oldest debt the oldest credit card you have, you pay off and you close that card, then that old card is going to significantly impact your length of credit history because it's now gone. That's why whenever you close an account, maybe you pay off a car, maybe you pay off a debt or you close a credit card, it might impact your credit score. You might see it drop because it's impacting your length of credit history. Now, will it drop forever? No, it won't, but it is important to take that into consideration and just know that that's part of how your credit score is actually calculated. The last two factors both take up 10%. So they're not as integral. They're not as important. The first factor is new credit. This takes up 10% of calculating your score. And that's just how many accounts someone has that are new. So this is when you consider having credit inquiries. So how many new accounts are you opening up? A hard inquiry. So if anyone tells you, hey, we have to do a hard inquiry or a hard credit check, that is going to impact your credit score. But a soft inquiry will not impact your credit score. And the last factor is types of credit. And that calculates 10% of your credit score. And that just goes over the different types of credit that you have. Maybe you have a car loan, a mortgage, some student loans, credit cards. There's not much you need to worry about there. So now that we know exactly how your credit score is calculated, we know payment history is 35%. Total amount owed is 30%. Length of credit history is 15%, types of credit is 10%, and new credit is 10%. Now that you have that knowledge, we can talk about actual tips to help raise your credit score. And we can start looking at, okay, what are the tips that are going to give us the biggest bang for our buck? If your payment history accounts for 35% of your total credit score, then paying your bills on time is going to give you the biggest bang for your buck when it comes to raising your credit score over time. So let's go ahead and talk about the six tips I have for you to raise your credit score. Today's episode is brought to you by my free debt-free roadmap. If you have debt and you're trying to become debt-free, you know that it's sometimes a little bit overwhelming to figure out how to reach your end goal. And sometimes paying off debt is not as simple as it seems, which is why you need a roadmap fast. In this free debt-free roadmap, you're gonna get the seven easy steps to follow that will set you up for actual success on your debt-free journey. And I'll be sharing with you the three most common mistakes holding people back from paying off debt so that you can avoid them every single month. Plus, you'll get free resources sent straight to your inbox every single week. Go to inspirebudget.com slash debt-free to get instant access or click the link in my show notes right now. 
Tip number one is to check your credit report for any errors and dispute any errors that you see. If you haven't pulled your credit report recently, then you're going to want to do this as soon as possible. In fact, that's one of the action steps that I'm giving you at the end of this episode. Your credit report will give you a history of accounts that you still have open, closed, and accounts that have been sent to collections. And when you're scanning through your credit report, you need to make sure that everything listed is true. If anyone has ever opened a credit card or a loan under your name, you'll be able to see it right there. And then you can actually dispute any charges that are not true so that your credit score isn't affected. I personally think that this tip is one of the biggest and most important ones because it's truly the foundation to understanding your credit score and knowing your credit history. In fact, there was actually a time when my husband pulled his credit report and we did see something that was incorrect on his credit report. And we didn't know it was there. We didn't know that this debt had gone to collections that wasn't even his. So he ended up disputing it, getting it removed, and it really did help bring up his credit score overall. Tip number two is to actually get current on all of your bills. So if you're behind on any of your bills, maybe you haven't paid your cell phone bill in a while or your utilities bill. If you're behind at all, I want you to make it a priority to catch up as soon as possible. Being current on all of your bills is important and it shows, hey, I'm responsible with money. I'm going to pay my bills on time. To get current on all your bills, make minimum payments on everything else and pay off all of your overdue bills as soon as you possibly can. You can do this in a lot of different ways. You can try selling things around your home to bring in extra money to help get current on some of your bills. You can try out a new side hustle. You can cut back in other areas. Whatever you do, find a way to get current, even if it means sacrificing for a small period of time so that you are just on track and on time with all of your bills. I promise that you won't regret putting in a little bit of extra work to get current on all of your bills. The third tip is to pay all of your bills on time. Getting current on your bills and paying your bills on time is going to have a direct impact on that payment history portion of your credit score. So late payments and missing payments, they can cause your credit score to drop. Yes, even your utilities bill, even your water bill, even your electricity bill. So to keep this from happening, make sure that you're paying your bills on time every single month. This means that you have to stay organized. You have to know how much money you have in your account, when your bills are due, and choosing systems that help you pay those bills. So for me personally, most of my bills come out on auto draft. I have them automatically drafted out of my account. The only bills that I don't have on auto draft are the ones that don't actually allow me to be put on auto draft. I think we have like two bills that will not let us do auto draft. So we have to manually pay them. But being able to just set up all of my bills on auto draft helps me know that my bills are going to be paid on time. So once you've done that now, now you need to make sure you have money in your account. If you're having these bills automatically withdrawn from your checking account, you need to make sure that there's money in there. You have to have enough money to cover your electricity bill whenever it's due. And so for me, that's where I like to use Quicken to help me basically organize my spending, organize my expenses, organize my finances so that I know how much money I have left 
after those bills come out. So I can kind of pre-plan for those bills, which honestly makes it so much easier for me to know that, hey, my bills are going to be paid on time and I have enough money in my checking account to cover them. Another option to help you pay your bills on time, and I know a lot of people that do this, is they open up a second checking account just for their bills. So their income comes into checking account A, and then they take the amount of money that is going to be auto-drafted out of their account for all of their bills, and they transfer it to checking account B, and they call that their bills account. And then what they do is they have everything auto-drafted out of that account, and they can use any of the money left in checking account A to live off of to fill their car with gas, to buy groceries, to go out to eat, to do whatever else they need to do. But they've already designated all of the money they need for their bills. They've moved it over to account B. They don't use that money for anything else but to cover their bills. This is also a really great option if you want to honestly just kind of build in your own little system to make sure you have enough money to cover all of your bills. Tip number four is to stay under your credit limit. This is going to directly impact the total amount owed on your credit score. So 30% of your credit score is calculated from the total amount you owe, which is that credit utilization. So by staying under your credit limit, it's going to signal to lenders, it's going to signal to your credit score, hey, this person is reliable. This person has a lot of credit. They're not using it all. So they are not a risk. I have a really good friend and I actually write about this story in my book that I'm working on, but her husband, we were, we sat, I sat down with her and her husband to talk about creating a debt payoff plan. And we talked about their credit cards. And he told me that he would get really excited when he would look at their credit cards, because if they either increased their credit limit, or if they paid off part of their card and they had more money left, they had, they had extra money. Now he actually saw that as money that he had, that he could spend. And so the way he saw it was, Hey, I can't wait to max out that credit card. Cause that's our money. However, maxing out a credit card is not going to raise your credit score. It actually tells the lenders, this person has a lot of debt. They're using all of their credit. So they're probably strapped financially. So instead stay under your credit limit, try to stay under that 30% credit utilization rate. And if you're willing to do that, it's going to have a really big impact on the total amount owed, which is going to increase your credit score over time. Tip number five is to have a credit card and pay it off in full every single month. This is a really good way to raise your credit score. And it's exactly what my mom told me to do so many years ago. I got my express credit card. I put one thing on it and I paid it off in full every single month. By doing that, I was able to build credit history, credit length. I was able to show that I was paying my bills on time and I kept my credit utilization low because even though it was a $300 limit, I wasn't maxing it out every single time. I was only buying one thing. So choose a credit card, put one bill on auto draft and pay it off every single month. This is a really good way to impact your score positively. Will it take time? 
Yes. But is it worth it? Absolutely. And tip number six, my favorite tip of all is to actually pay off debt. So the more you pay off debt, the higher your credit score will rise. I know that some people will say I paid off my car and my credit score went down 20 points. And sure, sometimes that happens, but paying off debt, whether you lower that credit card balance or get rid of that car loan, it's going to lower your credit utilization rate. Not to mention that paying off debt just gives you more choices. It offers you choices with your money that you might not have had before because you're not saddled with student loan payments or credit card payments or car payments because you don't have that monthly expense every single month. You have more choice with what you want to do and how you want to spend your money. When you're debt-free, just doors open to you that you never thought were possible. You have more choices. And if that's something that you really want to do, then go back and listen to episode number 34, which is all about how to pay off debt fast. I'm also going to link in the show notes to my debt-free roadmap, which is a free roadmap that gives you the step-by-step path you need to take to pay off your debt with without hating your life along the way. So we went over exactly what your credit score is, why it's actually important, how it's calculated, and the six tips to help you raise your credit score in a legit way. Really quickly, let's run through them. The tips were to pull your credit report and look for any errors. And if there are any errors, dispute them. Tip number two is to get current on your bills. We don't want you behind on any bills. Tip number three is to pay your bills on time every single month. And I gave you some tips on how to do that. Tip number four is to stay under your credit limit. Tip five is to have a credit card and pay it off every single month. And then tip number six is to pay off debt. Now, I would love for you to walk away with some action steps. That way, you know, okay, what are two things I can do now to help me raise my credit score? So here's what I would love for you to do. First, I would love you to pull your credit report. So you can actually do that by going to annualcreditreport.com where you can pull your credit report for free every single year. So pull your credit report and look at your credit score look through every single debt that is listed there and make sure there's not any errors. If there are any errors, I want you to dispute them. So that's the first thing I want you to do is I want you to actually pull your credit report, understand your credit score and look for any errors. The second thing is I want you to start implementing at least three of these tips. Maybe you say, okay, I'm going to get current on my bills, pay my bills on time and have a credit card and pay it off every single month. I want you to just start implementing these because honestly, these six tips aren't just tips to help you raise your credit score, but they're tips in general to just help you be better with your money overall. Now, I love a good success story and I do actually have two. So this person, we're going to call her Emma. She is in my inner circle membership and she actually wrote, I just found out my, that my credit score went up. I started monitoring my credit in October. It was at a 585. So remember 585, that is a poor credit score. I am currently at a 620. So she went all the way up to a fair credit score. I recently paid off two collection items and I am waiting for them to kick in. I made some changes last year and paid off most of my smaller debts. My current major debts are my car and student loans. I have been following Allison for close to two years now. My goal for this year is to make a budget and be more aware of my spending habits. I want to purchase my first home this year. I'm excited to be part of the inner circle. What I love about this is that she is number one, recognizing the success she has seen in her credit score. And she knows that by making these positive changes with her credit score, it's going to help her be able to qualify 
for a mortgage, for a loan to get a home. And the second one comes from Anna and she says, my credit score went up 94 points in the month of April. And that didn't happen just by mistake. It happened because she was willing to implement different methods to help her get better with her money. So I promise this works. At the end of every episode, I love to answer a question that someone sent in on Instagram. This one comes from Joni and I chose it because it is directly related to today's podcast episode. And Joni asks, is it worth to pay someone to fix your credit? Okay, let's talk about that. There are actually times when I'm driving down the road and I see little signs in the ground, like just those little, almost like a garage sale sign, but it'll say, we fix credit. It's a company that claims to be able to fix your credit. So there are a lot of scams out there. They're absolutely are. And there are reputable companies as well that can help you fix your credit. But I would personally try fixing your credit on your own because yeah, it might take time. It's going to take time for you to pull your credit report, look at any of the errors, dispute anything and start implementing these practices. However, it's not just going to help you now. It's going to help you in the long run as well. So Joni, what I would do is I would start by disputing any errors, getting current on all your bills and keeping your credit utilization low. I hope you enjoyed this episode all about your credit score. And if you're enjoying the Inspire Budget podcast, it would mean the world to me if you actually sent this podcast episode to a friend or sent any of the podcast episodes that you're enjoying from my podcast to a friend and just share it with someone that you think would really enjoy it. I'll be back next week for a brand new episode. See you then.